Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. Today, I want to talk to you about three things that we all have to process ourselves through on a regular basis. We have to consistently and continually, actually all three of these points, consistently and continually, we have to wait on the Lord. We have to trust in the Lord and we must rest in both of those places, in the place of waiting and in the place of trusting. We have to rest. So you have two things that are seemingly actions and one thing that is seemingly doing nothing. So waiting is an action. Trusting is an action. But resting in our mental mind, uh, what we picture is sitting, sleeping, laying down, not doing anything. But out of the three, the resting portion is the most difficult. God will continually bring us to a place of training ourselves, disciplining, I think is a better word, disciplining ourselves to rest in all seasons. To rest in all seasons. And that's not an easy thing to do. We, of course, live in a time where there's pretty much minimal patience. We don't like waiting for anything. We don't even like waiting for the red light. We don't like waiting for the Keurig to finish. We don't like waiting for the meat to thaw out because we forgot to take it out of the freezer. The clothes to dry in a drying machine. We don't even have to hang them outside anymore. Everything is done so quickly in our lives that it gives us the perception that when God doesn't move the moment we want him to move, that something's wrong. Maybe he knows exactly what he's doing. Maybe. And how many times have you looked back on a season that God had you in and really He was trying to teach you how to wait on him, how to trust in him, and desiring that you rest in that season of doing those two things, but yet you were frustrated the whole season. You were impatient. You were demanding of God. You were irritable with the people around you. You felt like God was missing it, like something was off. Then when you got beyond that season and you look back, 
you realized your level of impatience. You realized your level of frustration. You realized you didn't rest in God at all. While you were waiting for him to move, you moved in your own way. You tried to make your own things work and it didn't work. It might work for a moment, but it's not gonna work long-term. So let's start with waiting. We, I think the two biggest issues actually of people today, so to speak, our two biggest issues are probably, we have issues with being patient, issues with waiting, and we have issues with trust. And you can see where the enemies come in and robbed a mentality. He's robbed because everything's so fast, because everything's so quick and at hand so easily, so readily. I mean, now we don't even have to go to the restaurant if we don't want. We can practically have any restaurant delivered to our front door. So life is becoming more and more minimal on our part in the natural So we begin to have a mindset that that's how things function, and that's not how things function. In nature, that's not how things function. And in spiritual, that's not how things function. No matter how much we want to quicken the process, it will always take nine months to conceive and birth out a child. Nine months. Hasn't changed. You have to plant a seed for a tree to grow, and that's a process. You know, you have to... You have to work at landscaping your yard. You might be able to have stuff come in and put down quickly, but it's going to go through its seasons of having to be groomed, having to be pruned, having to be watered and cut back and all of that. So nature still has slower seasons of stuff coming forth. Spiritual, definitely. God's all about the process, actually. He's not about the delivering of the reward, so to speak. He, he's looking for what we learn in the process. Now we get the reward as a blessing. Yes, he desires to bless us. Of course, we're his children, just like we desire to bless our children. But really, we don't find God in the reward. We don't find him there. We find him in the process. We find him In those fire moments, we find him when we're trying to figure out how to wait when it looks like if we wait one more day, everything's going to be ruined. Everything's going to be lost. We find him when we're not sure who we can trust. That's when we find him. When we feel like we have nobody to turn to, that's when we find God. When we don't know what tomorrow brings, That's when we find God. We learn over different seasons of our lives that that scripture where God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We find that in the trusting seasons, in the process of having to trust. We begin to learn. He's closer than a brother. He's closer than our closest person. And he always will be. And because we've been hurt in the natural, even unintentionally by those who love us, that cuts in our trusting process of God. 
And so our mindset has a hard time that we can completely, wholly, and fully trust God that he always has our best interests at heart, always. He's never looking to get an advantage over us. He's never looking to manipulate us. He's never looking to use us for his elevation and his promotion. He doesn't need to. He's God. He wants to. That's the difference. He wants to. When some, How good does it feel in your heart when somebody doesn't need you? They just want you. When, when, it, when it's not about what you do for them, but it's about what they can do for you. That is an incredible feeling. It brings joy to everybody's heart. That's the place in every process we go to that God's trying to bring us to. And it will continue on. And then once we come to a new level of waiting and a new level of trusting and a new level of resting, there's a reward in that season. And then he sees that there needs to be more growth. There's always more growth. And so to the waiting, boy, it's a hard thing to do. We're all very familiar with this scripture in Isaiah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Right? They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. I can't even tell you how many times I've quoted that scripture. But what a promise if we will step back and trust God. That's what waiting really is. It's so intertwined with trust. When we won't lose our patience, We won't put our hand to the mix unless God has said. We will wait for what he said he's going to do. And then our portion is when he says do it, we do it. We don't do it before then and we don't do it after then. Has anybody ever missed it? And the Lord said do it and we didn't do it and then we wondered what happened? And we can't see it was actually us. We didn't do what we were supposed to do when we were supposed to do it. Or we got impatient and we did it before we were, maybe it was exactly the very thing we were supposed to do. We just did it too soon because we didn't wait. You know, we pray and we expect God to answer immediately. And when he doesn't, we're tempted to solve it on our own, to figure it out. God knows the timeline. You know, he does. And I've been guilty of it myself where I'm thinking, do you not know what's going on down here? Do you not know this is the situation? Of course he does. And I have to remind myself of that on a fairly regular basis when I'm waiting on him. He knows, he said, and I'm gonna trust him. I say that a lot to myself. He knows, he said, and I'm going to trust him. That's a huge point to being able to rest in any season we find ourselves in, is that he knows, he said, and I'm going to trust him. That brings us rest. When we find ourselves getting anxious, we repeat that phrase. He knows, he said, and I'm gonna trust him. And then you throw a little worship music on. Because to be impatient, 
you know, to look for that fast solution, that fast remedy. And you know what the remedy is we want? We want to be delivered from our uncomfortableness. We want to be delivered from our worry. We want to be delivered from our anxiety. And how we are actually delivered from those things is not in God answering our prayer. It's in our rest. And I'm going to get to that. But all these points really intertwine with each other so amazingly. And we really do convince ourselves that we're the only ones. (laughs) We have such tunnel vision. I'm the only one. Nobody understands. Nobody has to wait like this. Why is it always me? And we're so focused on self. I mean, we can just look through the mighty men of faith in the Bible and all the waiting. I don't see anyone that was instantly delivered. You know, even the people that, if you go into the New Testament that Jesus did miracles for, they had been in a season for a while. It wasn't like they had just started suffering and Jesus showed up and delivered them. They were on their last their last string, so to speak. They were desperate beyond desperate when Jesus showed up on the scene and delivered and healed and made whole. And even others that walked with God, that had promises from God, that had angels show up before them with words from God himself. There was trial and there was tribulation and years of waiting before they stepped into the promise because God was teaching them through the waiting and the trusting to rest in him. I mean, Moses, you can just go down the list. Abraham, Isaac, Job, David. I mean, the list just goes, you know, just slowly go through the Bible and think of the mighty men of God that had periods and seasons of significant hardship followed truthfully by a prophetic word before they stepped into that promise, there was a significant training and learning period of learning and being trained of how to rest while you wait and trust. You know, Romans 8.25, it says, if we, but if we hope for what we do not see, We wait for it with patience. In other words, we rest in it. And it's a hard thing to do. Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. In other words, whatever it is you're waiting on, whatever it is God has spoken to you, hold on to that. Be patient in that. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Romans 12, 12 says that. Psalm 27, the whole psalm is fantastic. I love Psalm 27. But verse 14 says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. He's gonna do what he said he's gonna do. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. This wraps up what I was saying. Instead, he is patient with you. We're thinking, what? 
I thought I was trying to be patient with God. No, he's being patient with us. He's trying to teach us true trust, true rest in him. And it's not easy. One of my absolute favorite scriptures, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will. He will make straight your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I love that scripture. Absolutely one of my favorites. What a promise. These are all promises. If we'll be patient, well, he's actually being patient with us. (laughs) So actually what we really need to do when we feel like we're being impatient is we need to say, and you've heard me say this before, show me me. What am I missing in this situation? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to just wait? Do you want me to worship and get in the word and pray and just spend time with you? I trust you no matter what. I trust you when it looks like you're not doing anything. I trust you when it looks like you're doing opposite of what my expectation was. I trust you that you're going to be faithful. God is so faithful. Every passing year, I see more of his faithfulness in the tribulation, in the hardship, in the trial. I see it. I'm looking right in the eye of the storm and I'm saying God is so faithful. He's so faithful. He's true to his word. It's in the trial. It's in the tribulation. It's in the eye of the storm that we see the true meaning of some of the scriptures we have read our whole lives or our whole Christian walk with the Lord. And we thought it meant one thing. And then we're in the middle of the storm. And we're like, my goodness, this is what that scripture means. I'm walking it out. I thought I knew, but I didn't know. Powerful stuff. I'm thankful for the storms. I'm thankful for the tribulation, the heartache, the crushing blows. I'm not trying to be discouraging this morning. I'm not. But it's truth. I'm actually trying to be encouraging. If you're in that place, look for God in it. Look for him. What, look, think about it. Ask him to show you what scripture you're walking out that you hadn't seen in that way before. You know, that scripture in Psalm 37, verses four and five says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. See, we're getting all frustrated and we're not trusting the Lord and we're not wondering why he's not doing what he said he's gonna do. He can't. If we don't have trust in our hearts, he can't move on our behalf. So with that saying in mind, if we don't have trust in our hearts, he can't move on our behalf. That's pretty powerful. And we've been sitting and waiting for him to move 
And he can't, his hands are tied. So how many times have we felt like, this is really good right here. How many times have we felt like God failed us? Like God did not do what he said he was going to do. But truthfully, we did not trust in our heart so he could not move on our behalf. That's really good. That takes some significant self-reflection right there. Because in Psalm 37, I've studied this out before, and that word delight, where it says delight yourself in the Lord, that word delight translates out to be, to in, <clears throat> excuse me, to be pliable, to be bendable, and to be moldable. So when you put those words in there, be pliable in the Lord, be bendable in the Lord, be moldable in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. He will act. We gotta rest while we wait and while we trust. Isaiah 26, 34 says this perfectly. Are you at peace while you're waiting for God to move? If you have peace in your inner man, that means you are at rest. And Isaiah 26, verses three and four say, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Again, another amazing promise. Keep, you keep, you being God. God keeps us, those, I'm gonna paraphrase this scripture. God keeps those in perfect peace who stay focused on him, who trust him who always trust in the Lord, they will remain in peace. They will remain in peace. And there's one more scripture and it's about resting and it gives us a different perspective about rest. And it's in Hebrews chapter four and depending on what translation you read, but you go down to verse 11 in Hebrews four, and it says, let us therefore strive to enter that rest. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest. This is how we stay out of disobedience, actually. If we are strive, so strive is an effort, right? Some translations say diligently. Let us diligently enter his rest. So in other words, it's an effort. We have to make the effort. We have to press to rest. (laughs) Didn't mean to make that rhyme, but it does rhyme. We have to press to rest. We have to, Webster's Dictionary says about the word strive, We have, the definition of it is to devote serious effort or energy, to contend, to struggle in opposition. In other words, there's going to be something trying to 
resist you of entering the true rest of God, the true trust of God. Because if you're at peace, nothing can rattle you. We rest. We stay in that place of knowing that God is going to do what God is going to do in every situation we find ourselves in. Every time I watch God move, every time I see something play out in my life where God did exactly what he said he was gonna do. Now, did he do it in the way I thought he was gonna do it? No, typically not actually, most times not. I had it figured, I guess, one way, and he worked it another way. (laughs) Have any of you been there? But I have consistently, consistently seen him move when he said he was going to move. My portion of it always has been the obedience. You do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. And you watch what I do. So really, it comes to, typically for me, most times it's been, the Lord has given me a directive. Will I obey him or not obey him? Sometimes I've already gotten a prophetic word in my life. I've gotten uh, from, from a mouthpiece of the Lord, somebody giving a prophetic word. And then it may even be years later, God puts a demand on me to obey him in a way that demands trust because that obedience is calling me out of my comfort zone. That obedience is pressing me to do something I don't wanna do or I didn't see coming, but I know it's God. And even though my flesh is resistant to what he's telling me to do, my spirit man knows I will not have any rest until I do what he has spoken to do. So then I step in obedience, which is the trust. And that's where actually the waiting period comes in. It's like, okay, so now I've obeyed you, Lord. Now what? And you wait and you wait and you wait. And you're like, okay, but I obeyed. Right? There's that instant gratification thing coming in. But as we diligently strive to enter his rest, and we enter and we continue, even in the frustration, to trust in what we know, we're trusting in two different areas. We're trusting by being obedient, and then we're trusting in the word we know he's spoken to us and we're like, I've just got to remind myself, he said it, he's going to do it and I'm going to trust him in it. Then he shows up in exactly the season that he knew he was going to show up. He's been patient with us. And I love this. And it's in Daniel chapter two. And it's in verse 21 and I'm going to close with this. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it for you, but God changes the times and the seasons. God removes kings and God sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise 
and knowledge to them that know understanding. So if God has spoken it to you, if God has said, I'm going to do this, or he has shown you in a dream or a vision, or he has brought a prophetic voice to say what he's going to do, let him be the one to shift the times and the seasons Let him be the one to remove what has to be removed and set up the things that need to be set up. Trust him, wait on him, and strive in each season you find yourself in to enter God's rest. 